if you're a larger band, you can go about it a bit differently. If you're smaller and need my help, then you better be ready to jump when I say jump. Kat, hey, how's it going? Welcome to the Question and the Answers podcast. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Andy. Nice to be here. Yeah. Uh, so Kat or Katy Perry, who officially is known as Kat by a lot of the folks who she works with, uh, is a professional booking agent. And she has been doing this for quite a long time. Uh, she currently is a uh, booking agent for Crawl Space Booking. And prior to that, she had, um, a, uh, she had a, a career with the Bucket City Agency. And she was also a talent buyer for a long time with Devil Cat Rock Productions in the Chico area, which is in Northern California. Um, yeah, you know, Kat, you happen to be the uh, booking agent for the band that I'm in, Tsunami Bomb. And we are super appreciative of all the work that you do. I mean, being a booking agent is, you know, obviously uh, kind of a crazy job, especially like considering how right now there's, you know, really no work. And I mean, I know that you've talked about it, you know, at length and, you know, had, you know, a lot of discussions about like, gosh, like, you know, the, uh, the situation with the pandemic and how that puts so many people out of, out of work. And, you know, I, I know that you have a lot of concerns around like how things are going to come uh, back from that. And so I, I'm glad to have you on the show because I wanted to kind of get your perspective on that. But um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, first question is, Really, how long have you been doing this professionally and what got you into it? Um, I started working in music um, kind of just from the ground up um, back in 1999. Uh, I was living with uh, some people in college and of course they were in bands and I started working with them that way. And uh, so I kind of got into it, uh, touring with them and helping them out. And then, um, then I found out Chico State had a music industry program. Mm -hmm. And so then I uh, entered into that and actually graduated pretty similar to what the college offers in the program. I rewrote the major a bit. So it's a special major in um, music production. So I actually have a, a university degree too. Um, in, in addition, so lots of hands-on, lots of from the ground and, uh, and some college. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's awesome. Um, I mean, cause Chico, uh, I mean, well, cause you went to Chico state. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And you know, I, if I, if memory serves, I, I think you and I actually met, um, many years ago, uh, when you were still, well, you were up in Chico and you were, I think affiliated with the guys and hit by a semi, correct? Yes, that is correct. That was one of the first bands that I toured with. Yeah. And, you know, so I was in a band for a while called California Redemption. And we did a couple of show trades with them. And yeah, I, I, I thought it was so kind of serendipitous that years and years later, like, you know, we, we, you know, got reintroduced and, you know, now we're working together, uh, you know, with you as our booking agent and everything. So I, I thought, I always thought that was really great. So yeah, we're, we're a great band. Yeah. 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 They were definitely wild. Um, and a lot of fun. It was a good way to, to cut my, my beginnings. And, uh, it definitely is like, um, such a small circle and it's so cool to see people, 
that have kept going and to come back around together. Like it's such a reward to see. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, with, with being a, a talent buyer and a booking agent, I mean, that's such a, you know, specialized job within the, 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 the music world as it were. I mean, can you kind of give me, give us an idea of like what a day in the life looks like for you when things are like really popping off? Of uh, being a talent buyer? Yeah. I mean, either a talent buyer or a booking agent or both. Yeah. Um, well, they're kind of completely opposite in a way, uh, you know, an agent. Well, I mean, it kind of depends on the size of band and, and whatnot, but um, a talent buyer generally has a lot of incoming requests and, and an agent a lot of times is kind of working behind the scenes, putting things in together. So um, like, for example, a talent buyer is probably going to be researching quite a bit, looking at numbers and what tip and kind of what might work for their program, where you know, an agent's looking at ticket sales. And I mean, it, it all kind of is the same, but it's a little bit different. I, I, I can get up at eight o'clock in the morning and work all the way till, um, you know, five, sometimes even later. It, it's pretty much as much as I'm willing to or able to put into it because um, it's nonstop. There's always something to do. And just like even with this pandemic, like figuring out, you know, um, being a sole proprietor and self-employed, there's like a form for everything that has to be filled out for whether it's taxes, accounting, the pandemic, a business license. There's, you know, aside from just the actual music part, there's so much that goes into the business that um, people don't generally think about. So, um, and then a lot of it too is um, getting to know, like how you mentioned, you know, our history um, and then like getting to know people and building relationships. Um, because one thing that I really have found is um, reputation is everything. And, uh, you know, it comes back around uh, like our, our, our relationship, you know, 10 years later or 20 years later, actually. Right. Um, you know, to still kind of have functional, to know that we're reliable and to know, you know, to kind of have that confidence. Um, it's pretty cool. And also to uh, have the um, kind of like the humbleness of coming from the ground and, you know, moving as I move my way up towards the top, things things evolve and, and sometimes booking gets easier and sometimes it gets harder. And, you know, a lot of times you have to say no and, and you have to stick to your decisions. And so sometimes that can be hard, but generally I really enjoy getting up and doing my job. Yeah. I mean, I, I know from my own experience, having been somebody who's acted, you know, as, as I guess for lack of a better word, like a talent buyer, um, for when I lived up in Santa Rosa, I was helping to promote shows at a space, actually at, at a couple of spaces. Um, and I wasn't like a full on employee or anything. It was mostly kind of like, I guess, mostly kind of more like a volunteer kind of effort, but sure. you know, I, I got to, I got to see like a little bit of like payment from it, which was nice, but it was mostly like out of my, out of my own free time. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of work. I mean, it really is like, it really is way more work than I think anyone gives it credit for. And, you know, I mean, just the sheer 
volume of like emails that I'm sure you get uh, on any given day and like, you know, the different personalities yeah. to work with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then toss on top, like responsibility. You got to like, you're kind of responsible for the band's behavior. You're kind of responsible for the crowd's behavior, the venue's behavior, everything. You know what I mean? It all kind of comes down to, you know, what you've put together and it is quite detailed. Right. Yeah. Because as a, as a talent buyer, um, especially if you are like an in-house talent buyer, um, you know, you're, you're effectively like that proxy between the, the artists and their management and, you know, whomever is like their booking agent and then the actual like proprietors of the business, unless, unless you happen to be the one who owns the business. But, um, but yeah, like that whole reputation piece, I, I know for sure it's been spoken about quite a lot actually, is that, you know, if, if, if say a band comes in and, you know, they, for some reason, like have like a, uh, a mishap or like a bad night or like you know one it of the personalities will follow in the band, like, you yeah sorry. it'll 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 follow you and haunt you right um i mean without like going into like naming names or anything like i mean uh, or have there been like incidents in the past where like you've had to play like a lot of cleanup um i mean i've definitely done some damage control uh and whether or not it was in you know, incurred by my, my side or another person's side, you know, um, there's always something to kind of clean up. I, I always kind of think of us as like the, you know, like the men in black, like we're, we're behind the scenes and part of what I think of myself when I think of my role in the industry is I, I, I fix things like I'm quick on my feet and I can, you know, something's going on wrong with a tour or something's happening during the show. Like it's all about problem solving and not letting it freak you out. So that it's like, even on a good day, you're going to have to solve a problem. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm, I'm sure of it. I mean, I mean, cause you know, with the time that I've been with Tsunami Bomb, there's been like a couple of times where, you know, I know that we've had, um, I guess for lack of a better word, like um, some sticky situations come up, but I mean, thankfully they were resolved and they were resolved like pretty, pretty easily, at least from my perspective. But I mean, uh, that's not to say that I don't necessarily know what your experience was like, but, um, but thankfully somebody like yourself, you know, is there to kind of help to guide through those situations because with so many people involved, um, it can, it can certainly be a benefit to have somebody who's, you know, a little bit, outside and removed to kind of be the person to handle that and you know mm-hmm. maybe, maybe they don't have as much i mean it's not to say that you don't have buy-in because of course you have buy-in and you know this does you know come back to like you said your reputation and like that's such an important factor in this but you know these relationships that we build you know amongst each other from you know the the, the people who run the businesses to the booking agents to the talent buyers to the bands like you know all of that can you know be something that can go long-term or potentially be severed in the blink of an eye because of like a, a mishap. So, you know, right. um, go ahead. Oh no, I was just agreeing. Yeah. Um, you know, so with, with you being a, a booking agent, I mean, right now, you know, I mean, obviously right now with the way that life is, um, you haven't really been going at full capacity, but I mean, at this point, are you starting to kind of, rev up those engines again to kind of start 
booking that i would i would be casual when saying rev up Um, okay maybe more like the sails up and if there's wind i will take it for a ride um for like you know i have uh quite a few bookings that canceled at the beginning of the pandemic because that hit right in the spring summer fall right where I was just loaded up and busy and so now I'm trying to you know work in some replacements for some of those dates that canceled and postponed over and over but at the same time I'm also being optimistic uh cautiously optimistic because uh just the way that the the world is right now and just kind of like seeing the response over the last year or so um kind of put a little dent in my my faith but um you know I I see the the vaccine coming around and I see um you know more and more people hopefully doing better although we still have our others that are doing whatever they want um so it's just really hard to tell, um, but I have started putting in um, a couple of tours and uh, I do have a couple festival dates that seem to be like they're going forward. Um, I also book uh, an international, I have a couple international acts and one of the international acts I actually book internationally and, um, you know, just kind of watching the world all over like Europe, um, particularly Italy, Sweden, Germany, those zones, kind of knowing that they're a little bit ahead of us um, and they're going back into lockdown is concerning. But um, also at the, you know, if, if it is going to be possible, but we also have our vaccines. So hopefully the scales tip out to where we can vaccinate fast enough or just slow the spread however that happens um and keep it going because i don't i don't want to be the cause of making it worse but i also at the same time don't want to stay on unemployment forever um i as much as it's nice to have unemployment when i normally wouldn't be given it because i'm self-employed um and the pandemic's a little bit different um it still feels better to wake up and and enjoy what I do and live for my day <clears throat> you know what I mean so I'm trying to book but I am not loading my calendar up and I'm not uh doing I don't have anything until September where where I'm actually like laying in tours is September and October and then once I get those months booked, because um, I feel like that might have a chance, once I get those kind of complete, then um, I'm going to reassess and look forwards and backwards and, and add in onto the calendar. But I, I also don't want to get my hopes up all the way either, um, because most of my stuff is generally indoors, and, um, and that's still uncharted territory as of now. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I, I know that for myself, like I, you know, I, when I look on social media or, you know, Facebook or whatever, you know, every once in a while I see some uh, like video of, of people that I know uh, going to an outdoor show and like, sometimes people are wearing masks, sometimes they're not. And like, 
Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to speak for you at all. And I don't want to speak for anyone else except for myself, but honestly, I, I think that that's very, um, <laughs> I think it's a little too soon and I, yeah. it, it, it's troubling. And I, I, I really, mean, really, I really want it to happen, but I agree. Like, I don't think, you know, we're just finally got this thing going into a kind of more of the right direction. I don't think it's time to like start ripping off band-aids and, and all of that stuff. I, I just wish that we could give it just a little bit more to get, get it like in a more secure kind of spot. Like that would be ideal but that was also the same as how I felt last year when, you know, we just needed to stay in a few weeks, but then the, the whole world got ADD and like all of a sudden, you know, like it was a political statement of whether or not you're going to care about your neighbor, you know, wear your mask, stuff like that. So it's just been, that's been probably the most devastating part is getting up every day and trying to look and see when exactly I can go again. And then just kind of having that poor response over the last year, you know, it's better, it's better now, but we're still a little scary. Um, and, and I, yeah, so I, I, I kind of had a little bit of a loss. That's why I started to forge ahead with a couple dates but that's also why I'm not willing to just completely divest everything and just fill up my calendar um I I want more I want music to happen more than anything but I just don't uh I do think it's soon and that's why that's why I I put my I placed my bet on fall yeah yeah I think I think right now with with uh, whatever all the information that we're getting is that fall seems like it's at least a somewhat safe return to somewhat normal. I mean, I'm I'm sure that it's going to be diminished capacity even yeah to, even to that end, like yeah. most, mostly outdoor stuff. Um, and then hopefully, if they are doing indoor stuff, they'll keep a little bit more of like a I don't know like a, a tighter you know grip on how many people can be inside and like. Well- and and then who who's gonna police like is it gonna be just on yourself to like keep distance and wear a mask and not hug people you know what I mean it's so much just to get into that safe zone so I just that's why I feel like a little bit more time will you know then 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 people can make those types of moves but um, cause I know like even just walking down to like the grocery store or something like some people you try to like, it's great that they want to hug you, but you got to fight those guys off. And then, you know, like with drinking and stuff too, in in a, you know, an environment where you see people you want to hug and celebrate. That's the whole closeness of the show. But in like, on the contrary, you don't want to go to a show where you have to be 20 feet from the band and in like a pot, you know what I mean? Uh, separated distance. It's just so difficult. Yeah. There, I mean, there's certainly something about like a lot of the shows that I think you and I tend, you know, to, to go to like, you know, punk rock shows, you know, kind of folk punk, like whatever, ska, high, like high energy shows where typically a lot of people like they go there not just for the music they go there for the camaraderie they go there for that feeling of you know being in their community and like with people that are like-minded and they can celebrate mm-hmm. life and they can celebrate like being alive and you know like it that that goes so like deep into like our being that it it's pulling us towards it and we're so close and yet we still have to be, be resilient to just 
ah, oh, we got to hold out just a little bit longer, you know, like a yeah. longer. And- yeah. And, that, and that's why I refuse to book um, earlier than, than that right now. Like right. it may happen in a few months that we look and everything's great. And maybe I'll, I'll do some last minute summer, but um, until I get like some sort of rosier picture that things are speeding up, you know, I'm just going to wait. Um, but, you know, it's also nice because I'm talking to a lot of my buyers, you know, of course we stayed in connection over the pandemic. I've developed, you know, really good relationships with people across the country and, um, you know, and, and, you know, we've, we've kept, uh, kept, kept tops on each other, but now like kind of going back and talking about dates and business and everybody is just wants to, you know, nobody's trying to cheapen the deal or take advantage because of the pandemic. You know what I mean? We're all like um, trying to work in best interest. And because we all have history, we kind of, you know, we know the value in, in, in each other. And that's one thing too, that's been really special. um, Believe it or not about the pandemic is like things like, um Nito and Neva the um national independent venue uh, organization and the national independent uh talent what's Neva Nito uh I'll, I'll have to give you the the websites for those but basically it's like collectives of all the venues uh, got together and stood to Congress and, you know, got the Save Our Stages Act to give independent venues and, um, you know, people like me uh, that need help. Um, it actually gives, uh, Congress gave some money, which is a huge, really big deal because it's been so long that the venues have been down. So like knowing that the venues and the buyers and everybody's been out of work and just seeing everybody welcome their arms. And even though we don't know that our shows are going to happen, we're all pretty much working for free, but we're doing it because we, we care and we want to try and we want it to succeed. So, um, you know, like there is a lot of, as, as, as stinky as what's gone on is, is stinky. Um, there's a lot of good that's come from it too. And uh, camaraderie and relationships Things, things that might have been taken for granted before are uh, now uh, united fronts. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely have seen, you know, with, with the people that I know, like yourself and like a lot of the bands and, you know, a lot of the smaller venues here in the Bay Area, they speak a lot about um, those two organizations. And it's really great that they've been able to make some forward movement with that because it's desperately needed. I mean, let's face it, like it's, it was already uh, a, a type of business, like you know, small venues in particular, um, especially privately run businesses um, or privately run small venues, I should say, that were already like, oftentimes living week to week, if not you know, day to day. So yeah. you know, for all of this to, to have happened to them, it literally wiped out a bunch of them. And, and I'm surprised, honestly, that more of them haven't gone away. So thankfully people have pulled together in a lot of different ways to, to kind of make that still be sustainable to a degree. And I mean, fingers crossed that we don't lose any more up until the point that things kind of somewhat come back. But I mean, gosh, you're so right. I mean, it's a testament to the community that we, that we kind of live within 
to know that people were able to like put, you know, kind of show up for it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's huge. And just the amount of work, like Amy Klobuchar, Klobuchar and um, Chuck Schumer, uh, you know, not to be political, but but those were the the, the main fighters for um, the bills. A lot of politicians don't care about the arts and about the, uh, you know, the, the, the scene or whatever. Um, but there was a handful that really pushed it through. And, uh, you know, I know I, I just couldn't imagine paying rent on a venue for over a year and not have any kind of audience in there plus all the liability and that's another thing too that I'm concerned about is um you know as time goes on and the liability for COVID um right now you know it's kind of like businesses are protected from lawsuit but I have a feeling that'll change and I have a feeling that's going to affect entertainment insurance which could affect the show also so um there's lots of things. I, I don't think that we'll see the dust to settle for quite some time. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I believe that that, that you're totally right is that it'll, it'll take a, probably at least a few years before we're really like actually back to normal, you know? Yeah. And, and then, and then by then who knows even like that, that normal, will it be what we had or will it be the new model? Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, you know, as, as a booking agent, um, what are some things that you would say bands should consider when trying to work with a booking agent? Um, communication. Um, uh, gosh, I, you know, communication is really big there. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean? Like as far as like trying to get an agent or like or just like what what, did, what exactly are you asking well okay yeah maybe maybe let me break it down into a couple of smaller questions than that so like it when when bands approach you to seek out your services as a booking agent um uh-huh. like what are i guess what would you say to take it from another angle like what are some of the things that you'd say that bands um not so much make mistakes with but aren't considering when they reach out to you? Um, well, what aren't they considering? There's the logistics and kind of, uh, quite often that they kind of come in telling me the way that, you know, I mean, it, it kind of depends on the, the different variety of bands because different, if you're a larger band, you can go about it a bit differently. If you're smaller and need my help, then you better be ready to jump when I say jump. Um, but at the end of the day, in both worlds, it, it still comes down to you know communication. And then a lot of times they don't realize that we're looking at not just you know if somebody has a good spirit or you know if it you know it. It's got to be, for me, it's got to be like a package. I'm looking at what's my stage going to be like? Am I going to get a a bunch of calls? Like, do I think that, is this band going to make it on the road? Do you have experience? Um, You know, are you going to tour manage? Are you going to market? Or do you just think that magical things are going to happen because uh, I'm an agent 
you know, like uh, when I take on the, the job, I, I want to see people working and, and bands marketing so that it kind of puts um, like an insurance policy onto my investment of labor and contacts. And so, I mean, any kind of size band that is, you know, helpful, even, even, even the largest bands have marketing plans. So it means the smallest ones need them too. Right. So, um, but you know, at the end of the day, the thing that has made me walk away the most from relationships is bad communication. Like you could tell me that you messed up, but if you like, you know what I mean? If it's, if I got to hunt it down or I got to like figure it out myself or, you know what I mean? Like if, if things keep happening that are outside of the norm and you've kind of like, it's kind of like a pain, then, you know, that's, that's definitely not something I want to break, let alone, you know, unless if it makes huge guarantees and my commission is just so much where I'll take the abuse, but I, I got to look at what I'm doing versus, and it's on, uh, agents generally work on a commission. Um, there's like a, you know, industry standard. So unless I'm jacking people for the, the percent, you know, like it's got the, the return to the investment has to be there and it can't, and then it's not just cold, hard numbers. It's also like headache, um, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. Like things go on where, you know, stuff happens. Like I said, I'm a very good problem solver, but there's, there's regular stuff that's problems. And then there is stuff that doesn't need to be a problem or like, if it's just foreseeable all the time, and then it just always turns into a problem that, that, that I don't, I can't, I can't deal with it. I don't have the patience for it. Sure. And that makes a lot of sense because, you know, as, as somebody who, um, you know, I, like I run my small label and, you know, that, that's a huge factor for me too, is, you know, I, I feel like it's so important for people to uh, respect your time um, even more so than any kind of like work or money that you're putting in to them from, from your end. Because like, you know, for, when I'm working with a band, and if I have like either an opportunity for them or, you know, maybe just a question that does have like a time sensitive, you know, um, you know, output from them that I need, you know, that's going to make a huge difference for me in terms of how I continue to look at them with, yeah, as far as yeah. that relationship goes. Like, yeah. So I completely understand. Like, yeah. You, the answer might be no, but if you tell me the answer is no, like, right, you know, right. As soon as you know, then, then great, we can move on and, I'm not sitting here. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's something that people tend to forget. I know this and it's something that I really notice and appreciate when, and, and, and it could just be the answer is always no. Like that's, that's totally okay. I'd rather the answer always, if the answer is always no, and you tell me, and you know what I mean? I'm not guessing or getting dragged along, you know, I, I can actually take it. We're, we're tough people. Um, if, if, if it was going to hurt our feelings, we would not be in this business. Right. No. And, and I think that that's, that's great to, to kind of bring up because, um, you know, I, 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 like in, in our personal lives, you know, when people kind of flake are flaky or they ghost you, it's like, okay, like, okay. Like it's not hitting my, my bottom line. It's not hitting my bank account. 
you know, and like maybe it sucks and it's like a bummer and like, it's, you know, like, Oh, like, why am I even friends with this person? You know, but that's like a different dynamic than it is when you're dealing with like an actual professional relationship with Mm -hmm. with like either an artist or uh, a band or um, any number of artists on a label or like whatever, because you know, that it kind of comes back to what you talked about earlier with like the reputation and like how your reputation is going to follow you. And like people talk in this industry and like, you know, if you burn bridges, people are going to know about that. And like, well, I, like, I think that that's something the bands really need to really consider. Exactly. Because, um, you know, I've had bands that I've worked with and, you know, for one reason or another, maybe this one in particular I'm thinking of is way too much cocaine and alcohol. And sure, that's part of rock and roll, you know, blah, blah, blah. But when it starts being my problem, um, you know, that and it's like I'm not even out on tour and I'm not even at the party and I'm not even you know what I mean? I'm just constantly hearing about these problems and and then like like i said with the foreseeableness you know like it's partying is more important than like taking care of your show or your whatever you need to do behind the scenes leading into it and you know and burn burn me a couple times like i guarantee i won't forget (laughs) right and like and i've been in business for 20 years and so like you have to think that that's probably come up in a conversation or when somebody's done a reference check they're like oh I see that you've worked with this what did you think you know like I'm not always out to like get people but if it like stood out as like oh yeah those guys were jerks or something like uh you know we 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 talk we we definitely have a inside kind of knowing of what's going on and just because you know we're different companies or different agencies like a lot of us are friends Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, question like when, when you have a band like approach you to, you know, try to, uh, obtain your services professionally. I mean, is there usually like, um, like a general kind of guideline or a baseline that you look for in terms of like, um, like, I don't know, like how many years the band has been around or like what their, like Facebook following is like, or, um, how many albums they've released or kind of, kind of, it's kind of like the overall package, but I definitely look for like a, a marketing factor. Um, I'm like, I have particular styles that I tend to like. Um, so especially if, you know, if it's something that's just right up my own personal style, um, sometimes it's just if I like the band, but that that's pretty rare if I'm willing to bring an, an up and coming like that. That's not very often. Um, but um, sometimes it's, you know, it, I mean, sometimes it could be a member that's from a notable band. Not That doesn't always necessarily work. Um, but uh, sometimes it's, you know, like seeing that you have um, a super great publicist or um, a marketing, like you have a street team that all you have to do is make a post and all of a sudden your street team goes nuts. And you know what I mean? Um, it kind of just goes uh, naturally like that. There's all sorts of different elements. Um I, I like a band, you know, that has a, a stage presence or like a kind of like an edgy look, um, you know, like if, if for me, 
me in particular, like if if I got a promo photo of like um, Tevas and Birkenstocks, like I would probably pass on that pretty quick right. you know um but if i got a, a promo photo of you know like um you know black outfits or some sort of like cool stage something some sort of elements um that makes it edgy like that might actually draw my eye over something else um <clears throat> but then again i also need to like the music but sometimes you know Sometimes there's bands that uh, are really great to be in business with and, you know, not all times are times when uh, I'm fully in love with music, um, but we can have a good relationship working. um, And that's something that I learned from being a promoter was I had to have a bunch of other shows to pay for the shows that I personally really liked. Um, so, so like, you know, I would sell out some cover thing and take some money and and invest it into my punk stuff. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, if I could have it, it, there's no one perfect way, you know, or, some people are connected with TV spots and, and, um, or movies scores and everybody has a different situation. Right. Well, and I think uh, a lot sense. of times too, like, like, and, 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 and even more importantly too, is like tour history, like where I could say like, show me your tour history. And I could actually look and see like, okay, I book all of these same venues that you play. I know all of these people. It's not going to take me anything extra. I don't have to learn anything. You know what I mean? Like this, I just, all I have to do is just send an email and all of a sudden I've got your tour ready, Right. you know, or like then some I look at and it's like the only shows that they book are with their friends that live in a city that I, you know, that only promote shows like once a month and then all of a sudden and like they want their homie deal you know like I don't want any of that um so it's pretty pretty broad on what it could actually be but like I mean if somebody comes at you and they they have you know a pretty decent looking package as far as overall plus um a, a decent tour history like you'll get my attention more than maybe even a band that just I like, you know, just because I like it doesn't mean that it's going to be like number one. Sure. <laughs> I mean, cause, I mean, it sounds like you're, you're, you're both interested in trying to, you know, maintain your business, you know, model, you know, as it is, but also kind of cater to your own personal, you know, preferences um, when you can, you know, which yeah. I think is, is a great way to balance it all out. Um, because yeah, I mean, you want to like what you want to, you, you want to like what you're doing. You don't want to make it all about business, but you're willing to go there if, if you need to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I have the flexibility. I, I could pick a couple and bring them up or I you could just hang out over in, you know, a routine, um, just strict business model either way, either way goes. Got it. Well, yeah, uh, I think that's all really great information. I mean, hopefully people will kind of, you know, take that to heart when they consider, you know, reaching out to, you know, either yourself or somebody else who's, you know, another booking agent. But, um, you know, I wanted to kind of break over to the last couple of questions that I have for you. Um, The first one is, 
you know, and I, I asked this, I asked these two to everyone that I have on the show is uh, who are some artists that uh, you think should be on people's radar right now? Um, well, uh, I've got a couple kind of independent, smaller underground type ideas in mind um, for this question. Uh, obviously, I didn't want to think too mainstream, so I went kind of more larger mainstream or larger underground um, type ones. But uh, have you heard of a band called Iron Sheik out of uh, the East Coast? I sure have. Yeah. Uh, I love those guys. Um, so those guys made my radar list um, along with uh, Shannon and the Clams and Shannon oh, yeah. Shaw. Um totally timeless totally just aesthetically cool uh i really enjoy their shows and um the records are really cool i really like it so um and also the oakland connection you know i gotta love gotta love the bay area totally um and then uh, another one actually from there that uh, I've been a fan of for a really long time and that has an album coming out. I don't know that it's out quite yet, but it's on our friend Dominic's label, Alternative Tentacles, <laughs> um, Spindrift. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, I've known those guys for quite a long time and um, it's just kind of cool to see them keep going. Um, kind of like that reputation old school thing that we were talking about how hit by semi days kind of the same with Henry and the Spindrift crew so um, they definitely made the radar list with that new album coming mm -hmm. and then um, another actually I wrote down um, my agency crawl space uh, we have something like 65 independent underground touring bands on there and I was trying to you know think of what to select from that list and I just wanted to say go over to that website and check it out because we have so many to mention even yours tsunami bomb um but I mean just such a huge swath of independent music from hardcore to alternative rock, punk rock, um, street punk. We've got ska, we've got bands from America, from Italy, uh, the United Kingdom, you know, there's, there's, there's quite a bit to check out. So my fifth one goes to those 65. No, I think that's great. I mean, like just even looking at like the, uh, the tag on your email, like, you know, there's Buster Shuffle, the Dolly Rots, the Dolled Up Dollies, the Epoxies, Faux Replica, uh, Giuda. Um, it's Giuda, right? Judah. Judah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw them, actually saw them with you at um, the, uh, uh, why can't I think of the Burger name? Boogaloo. Yeah, Burger Boogaloo. That's right. A couple of years ago. And they were great. They yeah. were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go? I... I think I gave Dom tickets to the show at bottom of the hill. Did you go to that one? No, I didn't go to that one. I only saw them at the, the uh, Burger Boogaloo show. Yeah. 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 yeah I've had them in the U S uh, uh, quite a few times. And so, you know, with this whole pandemic thing, my uh, half of my roster is international. Mm -hmm. So I, I like, even if America pops back to life, 
Um, a lot of what I did was import uh, international acts into the United States. And with the travel bans, and then um, they uh, multiplied the price of the visa and the cost of withholding and everything else is just almost untouchable. It's so sad. Yeah, I've Um, heard about that. That's really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but when you said Judah, that made me think to mention that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's definitely like a hot, hot button item that uh, was on the radar there for a little bit. And I mean, it's going to go both ways too, because, you know, bands from the U S trying to go over to the UK or to anywhere in Mm -hmm. Europe. um, Well, specifically the UK, I know that with Brexit, like that's a big, big deal with that, but. Well, um, and they like, they changed the, uh, the entry rules over to get in into the UK. So now you have to have, you know, X amount sitting in your bank account. You have to, you know, but uh, you, U.S people bands are complaining about that but the uh, actuality of being a foreign band trying to get into the u.s is amazing how much work has to be done and how much verification and how like you have to have um like uh you have to have uh notable people from the industry like named figures write personalized letters vouching for you to come in here plus like all the costs and everything it it is just insane so um yeah wow yeah i I didn't realize that well i mean i mean fuck (laughs) yeah so make it even harder yeah yeah, so that's another like so even America comes back like I'm still hurt right um but I mean that just kind of leaves a little bit of room you know I'm not anxious to super sign anything quick but um you know once things get going I have a little bit of room right well, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that your guys' roster is, is, is really awesome. I mean, we're, we're super stoked to be on that roster as well. And, you know, everyone should definitely go check it out because you're right. Like there's a, there's a ton of great bands on there, but uh, yeah, moving on to my last question is, uh, and I know that people generally hate this question, but I love asking it. Um, yeah. if you, if you only had five albums to listen to on like a desert Island, what would they be? All right. I went for a healthy mix. Um, Granted, my five albums will probably change tomorrow um, just because I, I like so much music across the board. So I'm just kind of I think this was where my mood was. But um, I gave myself a healthy mix to go on that island with. Um, so, of course, uh, I got to take L7. Bricks are heavy. There's nice. just no way I could live without it. Um, that is going. <laughs> and then um kind of cheated but uh the buzzcocks singles going steady it's that compilation album that they did to uh break into the u.s back in the 70s um super good record so many songs on there um so that one's coming um a little bit grungier darker black sabbath Mm -hmm. black sabbath um super good record uh stiff little fingers nobody's heroes and then to bring in my kind of new wave obsession as gary newman the pleasure principle 
Gary was also the um, guy from the cars. Right. Yeah, that, that's a that's a really great list. I, I love the fact that you've got like some really heavy music in there. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people like tend to gravitate more towards like a little bit more light light hearted music. I've noticed when I ask this question. Not um, me. I'm gonna. I rock out. I am going to. If I'm on my island, I'm gonna crank up my stereo, and we're gonna have some fun. Yeah, yeah. I figure it's it's got to be something that you just are gonna fully like uh, appreciate from top to bottom because you can't like you can't leave anything to like question there because like if there's a if there's like a couple of songs on an album that you're just like oh, I skip this one like yeah I think that's yeah. a bad choice <laughs> but well and then remember the days when like you'd get a whole album and like the entire thing would just be so epic you know and then that that takes some serious talent to, to come up with so to even think of albums that are solid the whole way through um is a whole talent in its own oh totally yeah and i'm i'm with you like my list changes you know pretty often um i always tell people like the two that i would probably keep consistently would be a smashing pumpkins record and a fugazi record but even those would nice. probably like the, the record itself would change so Anyway, um, no, I think that's a great list. And so Kat, I, I've had a pleasure talking with you and kind of catching up. I know that it's been a crazy hell of a year for you. And like, I, I'm so stoked that, you know, we're kind of inching forward to making, you know, things kind of come back to a state where you'll be able to like, you know, do your job because you do it so well. And like, you know, everyone's not really appreciates everything you do. Thank so, you. Yeah, no, you're welcome. And like, you know, everyone do go check out the roster on Crawl Space Booking because even if, you know, these bands aren't playing shows, like go buy their records, like go support them, you know, because these bands do want to tour and they do want to come back to the United States. They do want to go international, you know, and every little bit is going to help them. So that will help Kat in her yes. situation moving forward, as well as Please? Neva and it's Neva and Nito. Nito, yeah. Definitely check out both of those. We'll add links to, to everything so that people can check it out. But, uh, you know, Kat, I hope you have a really good rest of your day. And I thank you so much for coming on to the show and talking about, you know, your life as a professional booking agent. Thank you. Awesome, Andy. It's my pleasure. Talk soon. Bye.